There's always an opportunity to be a better us for this world. So claim it! It's time to develop me for we. Happy morning everyone! I'm Steph Saison, your host. Today we'll be having another Brave You, aka book preview and review. The featured book is called Go Small because God doesn't care about your status, size, or success. The author's name is Craig Gross, not to be confused with Craig Rochelle that made me confused. <laughs> made me think that Craig Gross was some kind of parody or spoof author, but he's not. He's totally legit. Craig Gross is an author, speaker, pastor, and revolutionary. He peaked in popularity in 2002 with xxxchurch.com, a ministry that he started for those who are addicted to porn and those who made their living in the industry. So you can really see from the start of the book and actually all throughout this book that he would share like funny and touching moments that you would really appreciate those ordinary days because they build up to the extraordinary. Like this is a niche market and actually you wouldn't be so sure about the success of your ministry here but he wanted to contribute in his own way. Like his life his ministry and everything that he did this book is a personal testimony of going small and just being faithful to what god has given you and just contribute in your own way and just go with what you are called to do and i really picked out this book because it said that go small i kept seeing it in bookstores and like biblio and actually i bought it in big bad wolf it was just everywhere and i felt like it was telling me to just buy it and it was just really screaming me to grab it so i did and just reading through the preface i knew this was for me because i grew up thinking that okay i have to dream big do big like that was really indoctrinated in me by All my surroundings and personally being such an overachiever visionary kind of person it really fed me to just go big all the time and i needed that this book at the time of my life when i was reading this when yeah super on point when i left my job and work is sometimes what we use to define us since it really eats up the bulk of our day so it's that biggest chunk of our lives our work our jobs so having that gone in my life for that season in my life i was telling myself okay what now <laughs> um how do i like go big as i would usually do but reading this book i really felt that okay no pressure go small <laughs> And that's actually the whole premise and title of the book, Go Small. Just try out his opening. I'll share to you his opening. It's really fun to do. He challenged us. He asked us to just try to say go small in an excited and loud way. Like, ooh, go small, go small. And actually, I started doing it and it seemed kind of weird since we're so used to saying, yeah, go big. Like, that's so much easier to shout out loud rather than, yeah, go small. And after trying it out so many times, like, I started out in my head, but I did it eventually out loud. <laughs> and yeah, it did feel weird, but eventually I, I would repeat it to myself because you'll understand better why going small is so crucial and actually much more enjoyable. And I appreciate that he organized this book in three parts. 
what do I mean by small? Why do we push against the small and how to go small? So the flow is really um, helpful for you to digest this concept and to apply it in your life. And especially since he writes in such a conversational tone that even if it's starts oh, a heart, it's a light read, which I found easier to finish in a few sittings, like maybe three. <laughs> yeah. And part one was really just fleshing out that concept of go small so that you can embrace it throughout the book. Like go big or go home. That's something that we are so familiar to hearing. Our culture just really forces us to choose between these two, go big or go home. But these aren't our only options and it's nice that this book just invites us to consider our other options we don't realize that we can go small and there's actually a slow process behind this go big that we're so used to seeing because that's the outcome that's the output like superheroes athletes they really go through training and it's boring because okay it's a routine it's something ordinary every day that's why they put it in a montage and videos in films right but training is everything without training we don't have a story because the superhero or athlete would die because they're not used to doing anything they didn't prepare for it like even in love stories the feeling of being in love is great but the actual making of a long-term relationship that's pretty ordinary and small like as he puts it and i like this funny line he gave everyone wants a revolution but no one wants to do the dishes he continues on saying the boring bland everyday tasks and chores the foundational material of just living life that stuff is so far away from the excitement of the revolution that it almost feels like a step backward to do it but it's necessary and it's good it's part of the revolution so we are really being invited to treasure the ordinary instead of always focusing on the big and the better he tells us to Put our emphasis on developing the right hearts, hearts that are completely submitted and surrendered to Jesus, and then keeping our hearts focused squarely on Him. Because then, Jesus can bring the extraordinary down into your ordinary. Again, there's this emphasis as well on our pacing, on going slow, because that's the process. Most people would like maybe ask for numbers like, oh, where's the return on investment? Where's the ROI? That just places so much pressure on us, right? Because there's a process and we're just so used to wanting instant results and all these ROIs and numbers to define our success. But what if we can't conjure up these numbers now? Like, does that mean that our impact is null? Like making a big impact in small ways just wait for it just see it because it's not our timeline it's god's timeline and you can even notice like the bible it's not a like point 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 line by line specific like every account of everything jesus did his whole 32 years of life they were just like highlights but even in the ordinary and the extraordinary it made all the difference in john 9 you would see that this man born blind his encounter with jesus it made all the difference in his life so it just really invites us that okay don't just make a checklist to care and make an impact because like maybe okay try to invite this person to church but they they won't care about your invite because 
maybe you never even took the effort to know about what's happening in their work life or their family. As Theodore Roosevelt puts it, they won't care what you know if they don't know you care. And that's really such an emphasis on little things. And I just really like that slap to my pride. And I just enjoy a book that shakes me up. That's why we read books, right? We don't want people pointing out our faults in public, but we want to improve. So with a book like this, we can silently endure our egos breaking, but continue on reading because we need to know what to do to address our issues. Again, this is a reality check for my pride, and all of us struggle with pride because what looks big to us can be incredibly insignificant to Jesus. And what we think is nothing like a smile or a compliment is actually what God would use to help someone who just really needs it. Like, nothing is too small for Jesus, and nothing can be so big and important that it impresses him. It, that's a really good contrast he gives in that line because it hits both types of people, audience, readers, who think that what they're doing is so great, and also for those who belittle what they do, to humble the proud and to empower the discouraged. He, God doesn't need, like me, my next big idea, or my podcast, or my lengthy posts to affirm the truth that He's God. Because He's God. He actually just lets me do it because that's who I was made to do and be. To use these God-given abilities and talents that I have. Because these abilities, they're what I need in my life to have. So there's no room for talent envy because God equips the called. He doesn't call the equip. His, and his plans won't crumble just because I didn't make like 100 episodes on my podcast or pursued this new creative, competitive business idea. God will define my life by who he is and not by my output, success, greatness, and ability to be extraordinary. Yes, of course he will use our works, but maybe not in the ways and timetable that we want and expect because he sees and does things differently because he's God. It's a God-sized big picture. Like, not even my idea of big picture because it's a God-sized big picture. And it just really benefits me and all of us to be able to take part in his plans. Like, wow, such a privilege, right? This is a humbling reminder that highlights our model, who we strive to be like, Jesus. He's not like those untouchable CEOs because, like, who were the people he was, like, always with? Tax collectors, prostitutes, sick people. Those were the types of people that the community would outcast. But he made sure to be surrounded by them, to make them feel love. And we need to also emulate that, to stay humble like Jesus. This going small will really push us to rely on God and not ourselves. It will put to spotlight how big our God is and not us. There's nothing that is so small that God can't turn into something big. Why else do we feel pressured to go big? Like aside from what we've been discussing, like aside from what we've been taught in culture, is it maybe because we're seeking approval from a person or source? actually very in point since our last episode was on people pleasing but yeah we really do at the end of the day just really care about ourselves like we think that people pleasing is caring about other people but no we it's because we care about what they think 
of us. We care so much about ourselves. And not God. God who knows us best and wants the best for us. This is, as he puts it, as Craig puts it, all in an effort to put the focus on us, to feel a little less ordinary. You don't have to chase recognition in order to feel validated or extraordinary. Jesus notices you. Those things are not what define me as a person. So we really need to get our priorities in check. We can do great stuff in like our business and forget what's really important, like family. Craig cites that there's this usual storyline where, okay, parents miss out on the lives of their kids because they're out there working so hard. And I can personally like relate to this because, yeah, like parents, they try their best to work so hard and eventually like, oh, well, I can't go to your recital or graduation because I have to work. And it's just so ironic because don't you work so hard for moments and milestones like this? Sometimes we just really get so lost in the motions of us working and creating output and striving for um, success, acceptance, and love that we forget what's really important. We forget our priorities. And now for this part. I really hope you remember this part because it grounds the book to the whole reason we're here, the gospel. We tend to get the gospel story wrong because we believe that we have to earn God's acceptance and stay on his good side. We think that, okay, now that I have a new life in him and now I know him, shucks, I have to get my act together or he'll be mad and upset. And Craig challenges us with these questions. Do we think Jesus only loved us when we were sinners because we didn't know any better? But now that, okay, we're safe, we're on the hook, we have to hold up some end of the bargain. There's just really such affirmation in the book that I really enjoyed, even if I so feel so shaken up, like my ego and my pride and all, that, that Jesus will never stop loving me, all of us, because he has and will always accept me. He cares about how we live our lives, yes, but this won't affect his acceptance and love for us. He accepts the ordinary. And yeah, that's just so amazing. And now that we fleshed out some parts of the reasons of why we have to go small, it's nice. Take time to apply. The third part just starts with a line from Anne Voskamp where she says that life is not an emergency. And yeah... That's such a good line. Like we rush to go somewhere and do something. Like as if the world will stop and collapse because we didn't make it on time. Craig will actually share like this really um, nice story on the East African culture and their concept of time. And put that in juxtaposition with the Western time, concept of time. And it's really so different. You'll really appreciate all his stories in this book. And when he said that, he noticed that we can't even put our phones down long enough to sit through a spotlight. Like, I personally related to that. Like, so now I really try not to use my phone the entire time that I'm in the car. And as he puts it, that's peaceful ordinariness. So instead of being so determined to avoid boredom and ordinariness, that, like, why can't we just sit at the spotlight and let our brains idle along with the engines of our vehicles? He'll expound also further on how God only told Adam to care for the Garden of Eden so we can reflect on how uncomfortable we are when we're just chilling and relaxing. Because 
here was Adam made to like just delight in being there in the garden. As Craig puts it, maybe we need to get back to an Eden-guided viewpoint on work, placing less emphasis on the doing part and instead getting back to that God-breathed and God-ordained life of being. So just do the thing God called you to do. He's got it. He's got you. Even if it looks so bad and it would blow up in your face now, it's just really gonna go work out. Because God says he's got this. Let him be the big one and go small. Like it won't always be how we envision it to be. But again, this is why it's so important to remind ourselves of who God is and not about what's happening here and like what I think, what I feel, because it's knowing who God is that would help us. It's really a test of our faith to be content in God and not ourselves and what we can do. As Craig puts it, it's all about what God wants to do through us. What he can do through us if we fully yield, yield rather ourselves to his leading and calling. And I just really appreciate how he ends this book by providing a verse. John chapter 3 verse 30. He must increase but I must decrease. As Craig says, we don't like the waiting, the not knowing. Slowing down will be a challenge, but I believe it's a challenge God is putting in front of me. And there's that need for us to remember that God is so pleased with our small things, our little offerings, and we don't need to chase and produce big stuff. Like This is very comforting, and it takes a load off our hearts and shoulders, like so much. Um, Craig personally put, put that took a time off because he had health issues and all and that really helped him understand how much of his faith is based on God and how much of it is based on his own self-importance and that's actually what I did as well so I invite all of you to do it not necessarily in quitting your job or doing something big and extraordinary and drastic but you can always take the time to have those course corrections and checkups like making the time to take the time yeah that's really very important so if you like this book i highly suggest actually another book that i enjoyed it's called unlimiting god by richard blackaby it focuses more on how we should let god work in our lives like god just wants to bless us and pour out so many blessings to us and do so many things in our lives but sometimes our idea of god we put him in a box and that really limits how we see God work in our lives. Yeah, and well, that's the last episode I have for 2019. So thank you for listening. I am planning something else to reveal to you guys soon. So please stay tuned. You can check my Instagram at StephSaison for updates and announcements. So yeah, I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So have a great 2019. I can't believe it's almost the end of 2019. Again, don't forget to make the time to take the time, even if it's almost the holiday season. And yeah, happy morning, everyone. Have a great 2019.